welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Blessing night, loves. It's your girl, Wynn Ruffin. <laughs> and I pray all is well with everyone. And your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all of God's children and all of God's creation. And since what the world needs right now is more love, more love, more love, including equal rights and justice for everyone and an expansion of light to cover the earth, let us all make every sincere effort turn up the power of the love and light of our own mighty I Am Presence by being love, sharing love, and radiating the light of God within us. This, not only for ourselves and the improvement of present conditions, but for the benefit of Mother Earth, our children, and future generations. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Galatians 5:24-26. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Matthew 7 1-5 Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, you will be destroyed by each other. Galatians 5 14-15 There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. 2 Timothy 3 1-5 So, I say, Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. Galatians 5 16-17 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Galatians 5 22-23 Therefore, as we have opportunity, Let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Galatians 6.10 Isis Unveiled, Chapter 12 Pierre Hart whose doctrine was founded on that of the theurgists, exhibits a warm indignation against the superstition of the clergy which requires, whenever a corpse is suspected of vampirism, that a stake should be driven through the heart. 
So long as the astral form is not entirely liberated from the body there is a liability that it may be forced by magnetic attraction to re-enter it. Sometimes it will be only halfway out, when the corpse, which presents the appearance of death, is buried. In such cases the terrified astral soul violently re-enters its casket, and then, one of two things happens, either the unhappy victim will writhe in the agonizing torture of suffocation, or, if he had been grossly material, he becomes a vampire. The bicorporeal life begins, and these unfortunate buried cataleptics sustain their miserable lives by having their astral bodies rob the lifeblood from living persons. The ethereal form can go wherever it pleases, and so long as it does not break the link which attaches it to the body, it is at liberty to wander about, either visible or invisible, and feed on human victims. According to all appearances, this spirit then transmits through a mysterious and invisible cord of connection, which perhaps, someday may be explained, the result of the suction to the material body which lies inert at the bottom of the tomb, aiding it, in a manner, to perpetuate the state of catalepsy. Briere de Boismont gives a number of such cases, fully authenticated, which he is pleased to term hallucinations. A recent inquest, says a French paper, has established that in 1871 two corpses were submitted to the infamous treatment of popular superstition, at the instigation of the clergy, of blind prejudice. But Dr. Pierre Art, quoted by De Musso's, who stoutly adheres to vampirism, exclaims. Blind, you say? Yes, blind, as much as you like. But when sprang these prejudices? Why are they perpetuated in all ages, and in so many countries? After a crowd of facts of vampirism so often proved, should we say that there are no more and that they never had a foundation? Nothing comes of nothing. Every belief, every custom springs from facts and causes which gave it birth. If one had never seen appear, in the bosom of families of certain countries, beings clothing themselves in the shape of the familiar dead, coming thus to suck the blood of one of several persons, and if the death of the victims by emaciation had not followed, they would never have gone to disinter the corpses in cemeteries, we would never have had attested the incredible fact of persons buried for several years being found with the corpse soft, flexible, the eyes open, with rosy complexions, the mouth and nose full of blood, and of the blood running in torrents under blows, from wounds, and when decapitated. H.P. Blavatsky One of the most important examples of vampirism figures in the private letters of the philosopher, the Marquis de Jean, and, in the Revue Britannique, for March, 1837, the English traveler Pashley describes some that came under his notice in the island of Candia. Dr. Jabar, the anti-Catholic and anti-spiritual Belgian savant, testifies to similar experiences. I will not examine, wrote the Bishop de Vranche Hewitt, whether the facts of vampirism, which are constantly being reported, are true or the fruit of a popular error, but it is certain that they are testified to by so many authors, able and trustworthy, and by so many eyewitnesses, that no one ought to decide upon the question without a good deal of caution. The Chevalier, who went to great pains to collect materials for his demonological theory, brings the most thrilling instances to prove that all such cases are produced by the devil, who uses graveyard corpses with which to clothe himself and roams at night sucking people's blood. Methinks we could do very well without bringing this dusky personage upon the scene. If we are to believe it all in the return of spirits, there are plenty of wicked sensualists, misers and sinners of other descriptions, especially suicides, who could have rivaled the devil himself in malice in his best days. It is quite enough to be actually forced to believe in what we do see, and know to be a fact, namely spirits, 
without adding to our pantheon of ghosts the devil, whom nobody ever saw. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 13 Question, St. Germain, does the law of our life streams permit, or would you take out of each of us all desire and capacity to ever want anything for ourselves, or want our own way about anything? Why should any of us who have spent centuries building all kinds of vicious conditions, God knows what, and we don't want to know, ever again want our own way? St. Germain, I would qualify it in this way, I would take out the desire for individual achievement. Question, I do not mean that. I mean the dissolving of the human that cannot have its way. St. Germain, the desire for the human to have its way, I think, would cover that entire feeling, because that desire is taken out, and that is what we are really proceeding to do today in raising your desire world into the command of a higher mental body. It means ere long the complete dissolving of the human desires, which would include one's desire for having his own human way because, now each one, please remember this, since this point has been brought up, the moment you feel resistance one to the other, it means that that is a human quality acting. And it is up to the individual who feels that, to stop it immediately and know that its business is to perfect its own world and to be harmonious and cooperate, each one with the other. That is imperative, because as the light expands, the one who will not do that would be thrown out of the light, not by anyone's desire, but the very light itself would throw them out of the heart center by its ever-intensifying activity of the light. Therefore, in these promptings there is no reason why anyone should not govern it. Question, when you realize every bit of unhappiness anybody ever experienced was caused by their wanting their own way, that was the thing I want taken out. Saint Germain, well, this today will assist tremendously in that, and I think everyone has been realizing more, more, and more not only the need, but the reason why this is necessary. To gratify human desires is an obstruction always to the freedom of the light, but in the service of the light, to be harmonious and cooperative will cause the light to bring about this which we have begun today. I say this to you, if you cannot discuss a point happily and harmoniously, discontinue the discussion. Don't feel, anyone, that you are each other's keeper. The kindness and consideration of each other is absolutely imperative. You are dealing at this point with the mightiest law in universe, and each one has within them now the power of complete achievement, but not if they judge each other. Beloved Saint Germain There is one point I want to bring to your attention. My little pal has rendered a gigantic service to America as Lafayette. You don't know the half of it yet. All I ask is that it may keep on. Your absolute self-control and obedience will allow the outpicturing of all that that service has meant. One of the reasons why the great law and why I have been very happy to provide for you financially at this time, is because of your great generosity to America, to Washington in that time of great need. Donald Ballard, St. Germain, notwithstanding, if there is any way I can give more service and balance for what I received, I wish it would come about. St. Germain, just make your call and the great power of life will adjust all of that. Tell me, do each of you feel this tremendous glowing circle that envelops you? You remember how at Shenanda's table this enveloped the heads of the individuals? This envelops your whole bodies in an even far greater power than that which was in Shenanda's home. So, please feel that you stand and rest within the great, 
great sanctuary of life. These meetings, no words could describe what it means to each of you. But to have that complete love and blessing, one to the other, would so quickly bring into action and reveal certain things that would make you rejoice forevermore. But as long as there is one who does not give that, then all must wait until that one gives the needed obedience. So, each one please see their own responsibility to the rest of the student body, and know that each one's entire business is the harmonizing and perfecting of your own feeling world and your self-control. Beloved Saint Germain, 